I'm Alana. And I'm Jessie. And we are making matches. Um, so welcome to Not Your Bubby's Torah School, where we talk about all things Jewish that we wish we learned in Torah school. Today we're talking about, and I am going to try to pronounce this correctly with no practice, um, Al Ta'amod Al Dam Reaha. My best best go, which means do not stand idly by the blood of your friend. And this is part of our July series on how Jewish principles and ethics and values support anti-Zionism. So welcome. Um, Let's just jump in with like, what is Al Ta'amod Al Dam Reaha? Yeah. um, So the concept that this became in the Torah stems from older Jewish texts, too, and there's a lot of sources for it. But the concept is basically that you do not stand by while your neighbor is suffering, or specifically, there's some interpretations that where they are bleeding, where there's violence, where there's harm being done to your fellow kinsmen, you do not stand by. And in our modern interpretations as reformed Jews, I will speak just as a reformed Jew, we interpret that to mean that we cannot stand idly by when somebody's life is being threatened or someone is being harmed. Do you agree? Is that kind of the background yeah. of it? That's like my my understanding. Um, and like in the hierarchy of like values and things that are asked of us by the Torah, like saving a life or like not just, you know, being a bystander, so to speak, um, is a priority. So like supersedes all other priorities. um, And this is from an article that says it mandates virtually unlimited effort. So like trying to the absolute best of your ability, no matter what the risk is, to, yeah, not to save someone's life or to not be standing idly by while someone is in fatal danger or danger in general, Um, which I thought was interesting. Um, And there are all these caveats, like even if the risk is like unclear or small like any risk to life mandates that intervention even when there's no guarantee that the life will be saved you still have to try um even when um the life that is being saved they they say if quote unquote is like of low quality but basically like i think that could mean within our society yeah like even if it is someone who you do not deem worthy of saving generally like that doesn't matter like how like your vision of someone or your perception of someone like because they are a person like they are worth saving um and like you know even if this is like an older person or someone who's ill and their life is expected to be shorter like that also doesn't matter um so yeah it just basically like overarchingly I think basically it would be like, unless you are at super high risk of yourself, like dying on behalf of doing this, like it is a priority that you intervene. 
Yeah, I love it. I, some reason, thought of, like, Jewish superhero type stuff in this with, like, the idea that, like, we save everyone and, like, you know, there's there's no life that's too small and just kind of the, there's, like, I could go into a whole Jewish superhero backstory comic strip thing, but, like, just the idea that, that. this is, I think, taken for granted I think and mostly like in our western society that it's like to be a good person right you like like I also think of like Grey's Anatomy or whatever you like try to save a life you know like it's a whole philosophy that we accept as true but um I think Judaism should get some credit for this because I don't know that this exists everywhere prior to Torah yeah and like I was about to go on, an, on a tangent that is not relevant. Let's just keep it pushing. Um, <laughs> what I see that you have here is something about being related to Lashon Hurrah. Do you want to go into that a little bit? Um, yeah, just quickly, because uh, like we talked about last week with the verse before the uh, ethic, you know, we wanted to like contextualize. And so the verse right before this verse is, you know, you shall not deal basely with your kinsmen as some interpretations, but is also interpreted to be like, you shall not go up and down as a slanderer among your people. And then the next line is, you shall not stand by the blood of your neighbor, you know, and so in some interpretations, like some people read that as just two separate concepts that like you don't harm your fellow person. Also, if somebody is being harmed, you stand up. But I really like, there's this um, great essay by Rabbi Mark Drach that um, says, let, it's called Let Them Talk, the Mitzvah to Speak, Lashon Hara, um, about kind of pushing back on the idea that Lashon Hara is always bad. But we've already done a whole session on that. So if you would like to um, revisit it, please go back and listen. Um, but that the idea that the, the verse should read, you shall not go up and down as a slander among your people, but nevertheless, you shall not stand by the blood of your neighbor. So it means, you know, we don't just harm people verbally and make up lies and do, you know, things because we feel like it. But also, if someone's doing something bad, we need to stand up and say something, you know, and uh, he continues, this obligation includes protection, not only from physical harm, but protection from monetary and spiritual harm as well, which is um, intense in our modern yeah. society of the amount of spiritual harm being done. And monitor, yeah, like that makes me think, like, what does it mean if we're not doing everything we can to ensure that, like, people are, like, not living in poverty in our country? Mm -hmm. Like, if we want to, you know, start with, like, a U.S. basis, there are so many things that are happening in our own country that most, if not all of us, are standing idly by for that absolutely would qualify as, like, monetary spiritual physical harm um mm -hmm. that we are not engaging in so you know even if you can't get behind what we're about to go into but you are someone who wants to be following jewish values like theoretically this would mean like yeah engaging and making sure people have their base needs met um also just to highlight because i can't remember if we did this this like ethic and this like part of the Torah is in Leviticus um in what is it Vayakara by Vay Vayikra? Vayikra? yeah 
And it's not that far away from, it might be the exact same part that we got our last um, from. Still not confident how to say that. <laughs> they, they had a lot of stuff in there. They were like, we're just gonna, we're gonna get into it. Roll it all in the middle. So, yeah, I mean, now that we have sort of an understanding of what this means, how can that be a justification for anti-Zionism? Um, if that wasn't sort of like made obvious in the way that I think we were talking about it. Um, I think like most clearly, if you know we have this obligation to intervene when our neighbor, but like you know any human being is being harmed, then that means we have an obligation to intervene when Palestinians are being harmed by the Israeli government and army, especially when Judaism is being used, again, coming back to this, as the justification, justification and the reason for that harm. Um, and so, right, you can't, it's, it would be hard to deny that there is like physical violence and harm being inflicted on Palestinian civilians um, and with this ethic in mind like we have an obligation to prevent that from happening at all costs um, yeah yeah I agree I think of you know modern day violence against Palestinians and I also think of the Zionist colonial project and our obligation right if this is means we cannot stand by when people are spiritually being you know crushed we also have to teach our real history mm -hmm. of what happened at, in the formation of the jewish state we have to teach the nakba we have to uh really acknowledge the ways in which the zionist project effectively uh created a lot of harm in Palestine. And I think yeah. that we, as a reformed Jewish community, and as a larger Jewish community, we don't do enough of acknowledging the ways that we have stood by when the blood of our neighbor is being shed. And we focus on like, we'll do better. And you know, we missed the mark this year. And like, but there's still <laughs> a lot that we need to make up for in terms of like, restoring the, the spiritual respect and dignity to Palestine. Yeah, and I mean, again, that goes for literally any colonial movement. And, you know, we, even if it's not technically ongoing, like we can still be involved in reparations for that harm. Um, I thought, I think that the part where it's like, even if there is like a risk to you or like you don't really know if you're going to be able to help being like a part of this is really important to highlight because I think that a like justification for Israel or for like not being anti-Zionist is that like well like Jews are in danger and we also need a place to be safe which yes I'm not going to deny that like anti-semitism isn't real I experience it as a Jewish person constantly and I always have um and as we know there's like an uptick in like physical violence and harm 
Um, and it makes a lot of sense that Jews deserve to be safe. And that's something that like matters to me because I'm a Jewish person who deserves to be safe. However, two things can exist at one time and we can want Jewish people to be safe while also not having that be at the expense of Palestinian death and violence enacted by the Israeli government onto Palestinian civilities. And this goes beyond just like, you know, bodily harm, but it is, and especially if we're talking about protection from like monetary and spiritual harm and like harm in general, like this also is about like, settlements and this also is about like the harm of taking away people's homes and people's towns and like relocating people um and separating families and imprisoning people like even beyond the fact that palestinian civilians are like murdered or injured um that we are obligated to intervene at harm at all the levels that it's happening at because it's all violent absolutely oh yeah do you have anything else or should we close it out? Oh, I think that was really well said. Close I feel like I'm doing really good on timing with this. The outline <laughs> thing really makes a difference. <laughs> the outline. Pre- preparing, yeah. yeah, which is all you. So thank you for it. <laughs> well, shout out to Matt and Kaylin from Fucking the Fine Print because if we had not done a collab with them, um, yeah, I don't know if I would have been been like, oh, making an outline is a good idea (laughs) so shout out to them um and if you're listening to us on spotify we are excited to put that series on spotify at some point because it was really fun and really good and they're awesome and you should check them out um all that being said that's that's it for um we will be back next thursday same time same place most likely and we're going to be talking about omet's love which is strength or like heart strength um and how that as a jewish ethics is also in support of anti-zionism um so yeah feel free to listen back to the weeks that we've already done that are on spotify or apple podcast wherever you're listening um and if you want any sources that we used for this episode um we are always happy to share so just send us an email at making at gmail.com or a dm on our instagram and we would be happy to share those sources with you uh also shout out to nate neighbored on instagram for making our very cool and wonderful and exciting intro and outro music We're super excited about that. Okay. See y'all next week. Bye, James. Bye.